once again. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. My name is Maswami Gandhi, and this is Maswami Diksha. It's our joy to be sharing this kickoff Sunday for a spiritual renewal week. Really a wonderful week that we greatly look forward to each year. Our reading today from Rays of the One Light by Swami Kriyananda is entitled, How Should We Meet Our Tests? Truth is one and eternal. Realize oneness with it in your deathless self within you. The following commentary is based on the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda. Last week we considered Satan's temptation of Jesus in the wilderness after his baptism by John. We discussed the question, does Satan exist? All of us experience temptation of one kind or another in our lives, some of us frequently, others only occasionally. Whether temptation comes to us from our own subconscious or from outside ourselves is secondary to the fact that it does come, and we must deal with it. More important, then, is the question, how to deal with it? In fact, how to deal with tests of any kind. Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, excuse me, Martin Luther flung an inkpot at the devil who had appeared to test him. A dark stain on the wall of Luther's cell was pointed out to tourists in support of this story. Unfortunately, our trials are not often so summarily dismissed. As a fellow monk once said to Swami Kriyananda, speaking of Satan, if only I could get my hands on him. Jesus, during his temptations in the wilderness, overcame them, and thereby set an example for all time by clinging more determinedly to God. As Paramahansa Yogananda used to say, darkness cannot be driven out of the room with a stick. Once you turn on the light, however, the darkness will vanish as though it had never been. Jesus manifested this principle. The Bible tells us, therefore, that at last, the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. In the Bhagavad Gita, the point is clarified further by the added explanation that there are three qualities in human nature. Sattvic, or spiritually elevating, rajasic, or ego-activating, and tamasic, or spiritually darkening. It is this triune aspect of human nature that the third chapter refers to with the words, as fire is hidden by smoke, as a mirror is dulled by rust, and as an embryo is enclosed in the womb, so is the indwelling self enveloped by desire. Yogananda explained that each of these examples describes one of the qualities or gunas. Sattva guna, that which elevates our consciousness, can be freed of any identity with ego by a little puff of meditation and right affirmation. Rajaguna, which embroils the ego in restless activity, can be worked off with a little more and a little longer effort. Tamoguna, embracing as it does such mental states as laziness and stupidity, can only be outgrown in time since it inhibits even the desire for self-improvement. The example Jesus gave us was intended more for those in whom sattva guna is predominant. But if you yourself find elements in your consciousness that resist even the effort to cling to God in prayer and meditation, 
don't despair. Patience, as it has been well said, is the fastest path to God. As long as your efforts take you steadfastly in the right direction, you will come out right in time. Remember Yogananda's words, a saint is a sinner who never gave up. If, however, your nature impels you, even against your will, to move in the wrong direction, toward egoic desires and away from God, strive at least to detach yourself mentally from your wrong actions, which are induced by habit. The time will come when their own stored-up energy will tire and diminish. At that time, if you have not contributed to that energy by your consenting will, you will find it possible at last to redirect your energies more constructively. Thus, through Holy Scripture, God has spoken to mankind. Just 
having a little rest between tests. <laughs> so how do we respond when our karma brings us tests? The nasty person, the spiritually darkened person, will push the test away, saying, it's not fair. It shouldn't happen to me. It's not my problem. It's their problem. And just avoid the test. Whereas this, the sattvic person, the spiritually inclined person, <coughs> will accept it as the will of God and will put out the energy to overcome it. As we evolve spiritually, we start to see that all our tests come from God to help free us. And we're more willing to put out the energy to overcome. When I first moved to another village, that was 20 years ago, I was doing the Karma Yoga program, and there was one person that I found very difficult to work with. Luckily, it was only one. <laughs> and for three months, I endured it, even though inwardly I suffered. But after three months, I went to talk to a minister. It was Haridas. Many of you know him. And I was hoping he would comfort me and sympathize for my struggles. <laughs> and after listening, he said to me, see this person is Christ coming to you in this form. And first, I didn't know what to do with this advice. But because I had so much respect for Haridas, I took it to heart. I knew that I wasn't ready to see this person as Christ. But where can I start? Maybe not seeing this person as my enemy, as a friend. And so every day in my morning meditation, I pray to God, asking him to help me. As I was working with the person, inwardly I prayed to God to help me. It was hard in the beginning, but it got easier. At one time, I even took a photo of this person, and I put it on my altar, asking God, God to help me see this person as a gift. After a year of great efforts, I did reach a place where I saw this person as a gift from God. And when I reached that place, I experienced great freedom in my heart. And I felt very close to Christ, like I never before. And this person that I considered difficult was truly a gift. And this was the best advice that Haridas could have given me. So our karma will test us in the areas that we are weak, areas that we have blind spots, that we're still in delusion. Yet, the tests are not meant to punish us, but to help us overcome, to become strong and to become wise. We can control in the battle of life what is coming to us, but we can control how we respond to what is coming. And I talked about the only freedom that we have is to move towards God or to reject Him. When we reject God, we suffer. But when we embrace God and what He gives us, 
be able to rise and the tests not crush us. So how should we respond to our tests? Rubenata said, meet your tests calmly and pleasantly. <clears throat> a few months ago, Swami gave a satsang in Los Angeles. And somebody asked him, how do you deal with people who hurt you? And Swami said, when people hurt you, it is God who is doing it through them to lead you to liberation. And so we can use our tests as opportunities to grow in understanding, to develop unconditional love, non-attachment. We go through many kinds of tests. There's a sweet story that Swami shares in the book that he wrote, a biography of Paramahansa Yogananda. This is after Master purchased like shrine, and the place did a lot of work. So he had the monks prepare the place for the open ceremony in 1950. And Swami was one of the monks, and he said the place was beautiful, but as always, but he was infested with mosquitoes, and so. When the monks were working, the mosquitoes were biting them, getting into their ears and into their eyes. Desperately, Swami said to Master, Why? Why so much beauty has to be ruined by mosquitoes? And Master said, Ah, this is God's way of keeping us always moving towards Him. And so when we go through tests, the most important thing is to keep moving energy in a positive direction. Because our positive magnetism will give us the power to attract the grace to overcome. In the late 1990s, I was helping here the expanding light greet the new coming guests on the weekend and give them a tour of the retreat. There was one woman, she was about 60 years old, and first I took her here to the temple. I just opened the door so she can see the temple. When she saw the photos, she asked me if she can have a closer look. We took her shoes and we walked in. When she got closer, she was a bit in the shock, and she asked me to leave her alone for a few minutes. And after five, about five minutes, she came out. She didn't say anything. She was supposed to stay only for the weekend, but she extended her stay, and she shared her story. She said, I'm now retired, but I used to be a lawyer. I represented women who need, needed legal assistance. Twenty years ago, I had a woman client who was going through a very difficult divorce. And she lists the things that she wanted. She wanted full custody of her child, alimony, ownership of the house. But I didn't think it was possible. So when we meet, we met, I asked her, what are you willing to settle for? And she said, let us pray. From her bag, 
she pulled out five coins. And she laid them on the table. Jesus, Babaji, Bahiri, Shri Teshwar, and Mukananda. And the lawyer had to sit and watch this prayer ritual, being very skeptical about it. Yet, every time they met, she had to watch this prayer ritual. By the end of the case, the woman got everything she wanted. Didn't make any sense to the lawyer. Well, 20 years later, the lawyer was retired, going through a very difficult time in her life. She was looking for healing retreat to her too. And she researched. She came across the expanding light. She didn't know anything about it, but she felt drawn to come here. And when she arrived, the masters welcomed her. So as you, as we go all through tests, take the light with you. Take the masters with you. Take God with you. Master gave us beautiful, comforting words. He said, God will never let you down if you firmly hold to his hand. When we look at the lives of saints, we can get great inspiration. One such saint was Sister Galamata. She was Yogananda's foremost woman disciple. She came to the ashram when she was 60 years old. And for the next 20 years of her life, she went through great physical sufferings. In the book, God Alone, which I highly recommend if you didn't read it, it's a compilation of the letters that Sister Ganamata wrote, letters of counsel to different people. In this book, she says, throughout my life, I fed my soul with God and with reading about saints. And in time of needs, I drew and I was comforted by it. She said to a close friend, as far as I can remember in this life, I never had one thought that did not have the thought of God in it. The last three weeks of her life, she asked the nun who was taking care of her to read her the poem Samadhi just before she fell asleep. Poem Samadhi, written by Yogananda, describes the state of cosmic consciousness. Before she left her body, her face became radiant. And with a smile, she uttered, what joy, what joy, too much joy. After she left her body, Yogananda said, 20 years of suffering never took away her love for God. So as you, as we go through tests, don't hide from God. Don't become indifferent or resent Him. Just cling to God. We don't always understand why we go through what we go through. Just cling to God. I'd like to share one more story. Some years ago, I was going through a period when my mind was very restless and I wasn't able to meditate deeply. And I 
started to become frustrated and discouraged. But very quickly, I realized that discouragement is Satan's greatest tool to keep us separated from God. And so, in the next meditation, I offered all my energy to God. I just ignored the restlessness, did the best I could, but kept offering myself to God, not allowing my mind to separate me from God. And after two days of great efforts, I had a dream. I had a dream at night. I was all by myself in the desert. Nobody else was there. I was sitting on a little rock, feeling very heavy, very lonely, deserted. And after a while, from my right side, a hand reached out and took my hand and held it with great love and tenderness. And the hand said to me, I'm always with you. I will never leave you. And my whole body was filled with light. And I knew that I'm not alone anymore. And the next morning when I woke up, I felt very uplifted and very comforted. And from then on, my meditation improved. So whatever we go through in life, keep your heart open to God. Never shut the door. Always keep reaching towards the light. Believe in God. When you live in the thought of God, you can rise above every difficulty and every test.